0: Hello, I'm Bill Lawrence And it's time for Bill's Big Bag of Onions
1: The
2: by heaven, only all night, Radio
3: I can feel everyone staring. The sharply dressed guests, all sipping their cocktails a safe distance from the pool, are surely wondering what I plan to do about the frail six-year-old struggling to stay afloat in front of me. I am wondering the same thing. Every time I extend my arms toward the flailing child to offer help, my gesture is refused by his grating scream, Let me do it! I feel an uneasy sense of responsibility. But I wouldn't respect his efforts, so I continue to let him struggle. The tension between the adults' judging glances and this scrappy kid's determination to persist has me caught in a seriously awkward position. And he's not even my kid. Spencer was the son of my friend Zach, whom I had met in graduate school at the University of Minnesota.
0: So what would the ancient Greeks have made of Sarah Palin's death panel? A good place to start is the most systematic early account of public language, Aristotle's art of rhetoric. Like many classical philosophers, Aristotle was sceptical of the merits of democratia, people power, literally ruled by the common citizenry, in part because he had seen how readily rhetoric could be misused and perverted into demagoguery. But his rhetoric is chiefly concerned with understanding how public language works and how it may be categorized and learned. The ancients distinguished between those statements and arguments which could proceed to secure conclusions, mathematical operations, for instance, and scientific observations, and those which dealt with probabilities and opinions. They used the word dialectic to describe the careful reasoning that allowed philosophers like Socrates to probe difficult questions where certainty is impossible. You are listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions.
4: The most important and enduring lessons come from the difficult roads. Those that twist and turn are narrow and dark, and filled with challenges and obstacles. Roads easily traveled offer no travail and therefore no sense of achievement, because anything easily attained gives nothing in return. Old Hawk had no formal education to speak of, and though he knew a little English, he disdained it in favor of his native tongue. His hair was gray, and his face weathered from sun and storm. The rich brown hue of his skin was testament to his native heritage.
5: Did I try so hard to defy the rule That I never really did anything nice at all For you Did I, did I, did I, did I, did I, did I And of all the things you ever did for me Instead of all the things you never did for me, did I? Don't give me what I could have said.
6: Until four years ago, I understood attention deficit disorder about as well as the average North American doctor, which is to say hardly at all. I came to learn more through one of those accidents of fate that are no accidents. As medical columnist for the Globe and Mail, I decided to write an article about this strange condition after a social worker acquaintance, recently diagnosed, invited me to hear her story. She had thought I would be interested, or more likely she sensed it with a gut-level affinity. The planned column became a series of four. To dip my toe in was to know that, unawares, I had been immersed in it all my life, up to my neck.
4: to Bill's big bag of
1: onions.
7: (laughs) For those of us who work for a living and are somewhere in the middle, my intent is to offer both a specific mindset and practical ways to support the belief that we have some control over our destiny. Working in the middle of an organization creates certain predictable dilemmas for each of us. The most difficult struggle is between serving our personal ambition to get ahead and, at the same time, doing work that has personal meaning in a way that maintains our integrity and optimism. It is easy and seductive at times to experience a sense of pessimism that the organization will ever become the kind of place we wish it to be.
8: does it take to become the leader God wants you to be? What are the processes, the cost, and the result? For six years, I have been researching and teaching the answers to these questions at Fuller Theological Seminary's School of World Mission in Pasadena, California. My students and I have shared the excitement of applying new concepts to our lives and seeing ourselves as emerging leaders whom God is developing. In this book, I hope to capture the dynamics of these ideas and provide biblical insights into the patterns and processes God uses to develop a leader. This is a book about spiritual dynamics. Effective spiritual ministry flows out of being and God is concerned with our being. He is forming it. The patterns and processes he uses to shape us are worthwhile subjects for leadership study.
9: things are born, all things must die. I feel this thing growing inside. How do you cope with the unknown? I like to fight, then let it go. So that I know what I'm You
3: To Bill's Big Bag of Onions.
10: Avoid mentioning all your children. Ditto for lists longer than three items. Imagine standing in front of a huge televised audience with only a minute to introduce yourself. The stakes are enormous. You're running for U.S. President. What do you say and what do you leave out? That's a problem that you and I, on a smaller stage, face daily. At a 2016 Democratic debate, one of the candidates, a former U.S. senator, told us that he had five daughters and one son. Fine. Then he proceeded to name each one, plus tell us their occupations. But after the first two daughters, he paused, as if he couldn't remember a single thing about daughter number three.
3: Zack and I had kept in touch, and in the fall of 2013, I had a chance to stay with him and his wife Lydia while I attended a psychology conference in Florida. The day I arrived in Florida, they happened to be throwing a birthday party for Lydia in their backyard. For some reason, Spencer instantly latched on to me as his new buddy, which was apparently a departure from his normally aloof disposition. As people arrived at the party, they did the typical things adults do with six-year-olds. In their best kid voice, They asked Spencer his age, gave him extra cuddly hugs, or wondered aloud, Do you remember me, Spencer? They were being lovely, but this small talk in a party setting was like kryptonite for Spencer. I watched his body language slowly shrink while a palpable sense of anxiety began to overcome him.
5: You're listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions on Colm Radio
11: 106.6 FM. It's a breakneck Monday morning and I can take it slow Pour cream into my coffee fresh from off the stove I replay my favorite saddest song to remember how it goes Or pick up where I left off with last night's episode If you're interested, I could tell the benefit of being alone each day i work a little bit and plans of my own i book flights to places i have always wanted to go listening to records monophonic stereo crawl into bed and check for unread messages on my phone if you're curious.
0: Sometimes the process led to a clear and convincing finding, but for Socrates there is a different purpose, systematically questioning an opponent's argument in order to expose inconsistencies in it. The result is aporia, a healthy kind of bewilderment in which a bubble of complacency is pricked and the interlocutor is forced to admit that he knows much less than he thought he did. Often Socrates admits that he too is perplexed, though he at least has some idea of what he does not know and has, through his questioning, managed to share his own valuable sense of ignorance and uncertainty with his opponent. Dialectic may lack the epistemic authority of, say, arithmetic, but it is a valuable tool with which to explore the many subjects of human inquiry that cannot be resolved definitively. So where does rhetoric fit into this scheme? last stop on the round was Top of the Hill to listen to Box 39. It were like taking radio to the top of the world. And after the music and magazine show with its eclectic mix of chat, interviews, features and the funny side of life in our community, we'd put the kettle on and have doorsteps of Red Button, the perfect later evening conversation show that follows Box 39. Get it inside you lads, we'd say. Does you good, that red button. I've never heard radio like it. Box 39 and then red button. Thursday evenings from 8 to 10 on Com Radio. It's as good today as it's always been. some lovely onions here
4: His hands were still strong, though bent and scarred from a lifetime of hard work. In his life, Old Hawk had ploughed and planted, he was a trainer of horses, a hunter, and the builder of houses. He had lost count of the thousands of post holes he had dug to build fences, and likewise the number of posts he had placed in the earth. He had known disappointment heartache, sadness, and loss, as well as the satisfaction of a job well done, and the resolve of clinging to his beliefs and principles in the face of temptation and ridicule. In many, many ways, he was like most men, most people. But to the young man, his grandfather was like no other. You're listening to Bill's
3: Big Bag of Onions.
7: It often seems that other people are driving the business, not us, and that our survival is, in fact, in someone else's hands. How do we go about changing a culture that involves thousands of people, most of whom, from a distance, seem quite satisfied with things the way they are? The promise of this book is that it holds an antidote to the malaise of predictability and control and the isolation they incur within each of us is the ability to create an organization of our own choosing when we believe that it is good for us and good for the organization
12: I'm trying to think about dreams i've had happy or sad or the middle sometimes a
8: Listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Those who study patterns and processes and use insights from them in life and ministry will be better prepared leaders. My students and I have studied hundreds of lives from three categories of leaders historic, biblical, and contemporary. As we've compared findings from these studies, We've gained insights that are transferable to other leaders' lives, including our own. My classes have helped me identify, label, define, and suggest ways to use these insights in the process of selection and training of leaders. These insights can help leaders in all kinds of situations to identify and become more sensitive to God's working in their own lives as He forms them into the leaders He wants them to be.
12: glass in Pippi.
6: This realization may be called the stage of ADD epiphany, the Annunciation, characterized by elation, insight, enthusiasm, and hope. It seemed to me that I had found the passage to those dark recesses of my mind from which chaos issues without warning, hurling thoughts, plans, emotions, and intentions in all directions. I felt I had discovered what it was that had always kept me from attaining psychological integrity, wholeness, the reconciliation and joining together of the disharmonious fragments of my mind. Never at rest, the mind of the ADD adult flits about like some deranged bird that can light here or there for a while but is perched nowhere long enough to make a home. You're
1: listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Mm-hmm.
13: Mm-hmm. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine out there in the dark. I'm gonna let it shine out there in the dark. I'm gonna let it shine out there in the dark. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine. sha
10: two children but clearly as you have more and more kids at some point i don't know the exact number your mind turns completely to mush then the candidate recovered julia massage therapist luckily daughters number four and five were both in school so they were quickly dispensed with but here's the question and it's the same one your audience has why do we need all this info Sometimes, when providing information, you and I fall in love with the details as if they were our children. We want everyone to know all about them. But this candidate's main message was clear without the details.
0: In the very first words of his work, Aristotle defines rhetoric as an antistrophos, or counterpart of dialectic. It too deals with probabilities rather than certainties, and does so in a manner that is intended to be comprehensible not just to scientists and other experts, but also to everyone. It is obvious, however, that although both use evidence and argumentation, rhetoric lacks the intellectual rigor of dialectic. How, then, does it make up for this deficit in persuasive power? Aristotle's answer is to introduce two further concepts, ethos and pathos. Ethos is the broader impression that the speaker makes. It is the way he presents himself to us and what we know of his character and history. Pathos refers to the emotions of the audience, the mood in which the speaker finds them and which he responds to and attempts to shape and satisfy I'm Bill Lawrence, and I've been accompanying you through a world of music and spoken word. Join me again shortly for the other half of my big bag of onions.